getting to know Jesus through one another. You're listening to Meet Fern Creek, brought to you by Fern Creek Christian Church. Well, welcome to another episode of Meet Fern Creek. We're here with Tom and Lori Powers. Uh, So excited to have them with us today. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourselves, Um, maybe even how you guys met and uh, about your family, whatever you want to say. Okay, so Lori and I, we've been uh, married, well, we'll be celebrating 25 years coming up uh, this next year, and so we're going to go do something, but uh, <laughs> but uh, we uh, we have a, a tribe full of kids, we've got seven children, and um, you know, it's been... Uh, it's been a, it's been a journey. Um, I never thought I would have a big family. Uh, we, I, I grew up in a big family, but uh, somehow or another, we we ended up with uh, with seven children. And um, <laughs> I landed in Louisville by by marriage. Uh, Lori grew up here, and um, we we actually met at uh, UK. Um, I'm about six seven years older than than her, so I was kind of already almost out of school while she was starting school. And uh, but we met at uh, Christian Student Fellowship at uh, UK and and um, yeah, you wanna yeah um, so yeah and that was a amazing ministry um, the well the short time that I was there but um, yeah getting plugged in and I feel like that uh, was a huge part of kind of the transition to college and mm-hmm. um, a place where uh, we could both grow our faith. And, and that was definitely a huge part of the beginning of our dating relationship, too, is just mm-hmm. being in the Word together and having, uh, like, Bible study time together. And uh, so CSF is uh, definitely a foundational place and a lot of special memories there. <laughs> beginning of yeah, and it actually launched us. Um, um, I, we ended up being missionaries in, in Montana. We were working at a children's ranch, and first year we weren't even married. We um, were engaged. We, we were engaged, but uh, yeah, so we were out there for five years and uh, kind of ministering to to young people. And I think that this, you know, CSF kind of just put that, you know, put that fire in us mm-hmm. to to be able to go and do that kind of stuff. And so we were there five years, and <clears throat> we had our first child, and decided it was uh, time to come back to Kentucky and be closer to family. We wanted to raise our family here. And yeah. and so, yeah, that's why we're back. You guys are the first people I've ever met that I think have been to Montana. Really? <laughs> wow. <laughs> you don't hear a lot of people going to Montana. What was Montana like? Yeah, it was awesome. Another so, world. <laughs> yeah. Really. So Lori, she kind of grew up going to Montana. Her, her dad was uh, kind of um, the spearhead... Um, reason why they started taking mission trips out there and so yeah Lori since she were like what 13 or something yeah, every summer yeah every summer she would she was there and so she had always dreamed of, of working there and or being there and um, and then you know of course we start dating and she's telling me about Montana Montana <laughs> and um, and I had been to a children's home before and honestly didn't have a very good experience and so I really wasn't have, having it when she was telling me about it. But yeah. um, she twisted my arm enough, and I got out there and absolutely <laughs> fell in love with it. And on the spot, they, they offered me a position to come and teach. And uh, I said yes. I mean, I just knew it was a God thing. And, um, and then, of course, Lori was like, hey, wait, this was my dream, you know, <laughs> to be out here. 
and uh, they offered her a teaching position too. So, um, yeah, so that's how we ended up out there. And yeah, it's it, the western part of the state is just amazing. It's just it's so so beautiful west of the Rockies and. Um, the eastern part of the state, you know, it's pretty, you know, I don't know, nothing to <laughs> speak home about. But, uh, yeah, we, we really enjoyed the time that we had there. Yeah. That's great. Well, I know, um, so you, you said you have seven kids now. Yeah. Um, and I know some are adopted. Would you feel comfortable telling us about that process and what that was like? And I'm going to let you handle that that one. one. (laughs) Yeah, so adoption was something that kind of was laid on my heart years before we actually brought our children home. Gosh, I'd say probably 10 years, you know, and I felt like God, you know, looking back, you can see the seeds that God kind of planted here and there along the way. Um, Yeah, I remember like something at our other church, you know, advertised about, you know, just local children that needed homes. Mm-hmm. And then, um, well, I have to say I'm a huge, always been a huge fan of Stephen Curtis Chapman and oh, his yeah. music. And so his adoption story of his three girls from China really uh, mm-hmm. spoke to me. And I guess it was, yeah, like in 2002, one of his concerts where he kind of unveiled a lot of that backstory of adopting their first child. And uh, yeah, God was planting, God was planting. And uh, my heart was very uh, for and longing for, um, you know, if God were to have that in our plans to, to bring a child home through adoption. And so I guess we had two children at that point, mm-hmm. and then we had a couple more. And, you know, I guess the bigger the family gets, it's like, well, is, you know, God you know, going to make that part of our story? And um, so as time went on, uh, we got pretty involved with um, a ministry that the Chapman family has called Show Hope, mm-hmm. um, where they um, minister to families who are in the adoption process provide financial aid and then they also in 2009 opened a facility in China a special needs facility called Maria's Big House of Hope in honor of one of their daughters that had passed away who was a special needs orphan so long story short in 2011 I signed up to go on a mission trip to China and uh, to spend a week at this special needs uh, facility for orphans. And once you're in a place like that and you're holding babies that have no family, I mean, it just changes you. And the word orphan is no longer, you know, this number of, you know, millions of kids. It's faces and names Mm. and, you know, these children you're seeing and you know that yeah, they have no home. They have mm-hmm. no family. And, um, well, was, you were sending pictures back of, yeah. you know, all these kids yeah, she was Tom holding. Yeah, didn't go. I went and, on my own. Yeah. And, I mean, I knew I kind of was sending her into the fire. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she was sending these pictures back. And uh, this one little girl just, I don't know, for whatever reason, just kind of tugged at my heartstrings. And I asked Lori about her. And Lori had hugged so many kids that day, she couldn't even really remember which child I was talking about. But, uh, but um, yeah, that kind of just got me really on board. Um, but we ended up not adopting that little girl. And um, we, um, 
Yeah. So. But after I was home, I think it was like a couple weeks later we started paperwork. Yeah. Yeah. I I said let's let's do this. I think you you were just waiting for me to come along (laughs) for the ride, and uh, my one of my biggest challenges with it. I mean, first of all, I grew up in a big family. Never thought I'd have you know a big family, Hmm. Um, and. And then, you know, we had four children at that point, thinking about, you know, bringing another one in. And, you know, you think about finances, you think about all these kinds of things. And so just getting my head wrapped around that aspect of it was was a process, but... Um, but any, it was huge. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it was thousands of dollars that we didn't have. Right. But I know that God uses that, and all you can do is you know, turn it over to him. Like, if, if this is what you want for us, you have to provide. And mm. so it was complete, yeah. you know, giving up of, wow. you know, it was humbling and just, you know, walking in faith, saying, okay, you got you to gotta pave the way. Yeah, so, and so, you know, I mm-hmm. saw the price tag and everything, and that was kind of forefront and center. And so, um, and then also the fact that China has a policy where you can't have more than five children. So we already had four. And so, you know, we thought going into it, we would just adopt one child. And so that our home study and everything was kind of laid out that way. And, uh, and then an opportunity came uh, in front of us to be able to actually adopt another bring child. There, yeah, yeah, bring two home. And, um, and, I mean, it was just, again, another God thing. You know, you see these... Because at that point, then it was several more thousand yeah, dollars. Yeah, I was like, we were like well, like, you know, what's, what's the... God's provided already. Right. What's, what's a few more thousand, <laughs> and, right? Uh, yeah. But... yeah, and you know, it's just one of these signposts that are just is so clear. It's so evident from God, and you know, you just you don't even hesitate at those times. And uh, and so yeah, within like two days, we you know we're essentially matched up with uh, two, two with two children, <laughs> and um, and then. When it came time for us to go to China, we were able to take our two oldest girls, and my, and my mother-in-law, and uh, and so that was a special time too, just to go over there and and for them to experience this. And and our girls, um, they have I think they have a heart for you know for adoption for special needs as well, and and so it's just been kind of um, you know cool to see that whole you know process where we've all come together as a family. <clears throat> How would you describe that process of fully trusting God? Like, was that something you had to learn over time? Were there experiences that helped you to be able to do that? Or is that something you just like, you know what? I've never really been in something like this before. I just, this is the only option. Yeah. I mean, for me, it goes back to when we were in Montana. Um, We, you know, (laughs) newly married. uh, Those first few years were really hard. And, um, you know, we, we, we had to depend on God, you know, to, to get us, you know, to, first of all, to, to kind of speak into our marriage as we were trying to figure that out, but then to speak into just the loneliness and the isolation and, and those kinds of things and just, you know, really just leaning into what, you know, how God's going to just take you along. And, uh, so that kind of started it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess when, when we came back, when we finally decided to come back to Kentucky, um, you know, I was kind of at a crossroads of like, you know, what am I going to do now? We've done ministry. I've done computers in the past. I've done teaching, you know, these kinds of things. And again, just like, 
you know, asking the Lord, like, God, where, where are you taking us next? You know, it's kind of like this, you're kind of in this this river of, of God's, you know, of his uh, His grace that's pulling you along. And you're like, okay, where are we going? And that's kind of, you know, like the adoption story too. Um, and then, of course, you know, with the um, babies that you ended up, uh, <laughs> that's a whole different a story. Whole story. Yeah. <laughs> But there's, yeah, there's been many moments, I feel like, yeah, through our lives that, but I think that's when God gets the most glory because it's nothing we're, we're doing or planning. It really is turning everything over to him and trusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. You know, I think that it, there's always a crossroads when it, when it comes to certain moments in our life. Where am I going to try to control this myself? Mm-hmm. Am I going to, and not always like controlled by, like you can actually have a hand in every circumstance, but controlled by like worrying about things. And, but I think you guys just are a beautiful model mm-hmm. of what it means to trust God. And, um, I can't even imagine like in this season I'm in of building a house, like I'm starting to learn the, the temptation of finances, like, yeah. yeah but like, a, you know, getting back to the adoption. So, you know, I saw the price tag and, you know, at first that seemed so overwhelming, but then it uh, just didn't add up. It didn't right? add up. I mean, right. Like we you don't know? have that. Right. And, and where's but it then, coming from? But <laughs> God, God opened up, you know, so many yeah. doors for us to be able to tell other people about our story and why we wanted to adopt. And I mean, honestly, the money just came flooding in. And from people uh, we didn't know, people even so were many, like, they, they uh, just wanted to be a part of, of that. Yeah, and, and we, we ended up, um, one of our fundraising opportunities was, um, it's called the Both Hands Project. And so basically one hand for the widow and one hand for the orphan, you know, which talks about in the Bible. And so we had an opportunity to um, bless this widow by fixing up her house. And, um, and so we had a lot of people who joined us in on that. So we got and, a team of people together that spent a couple days painting and yeah. yard work and replacing uh, carpet. Yeah, and all kinds of things. Different things on this widow's house. And then people more or less kind of sponsored us to do that. And mm-hmm. that money went. Yeah, so we got all the supplies donated from like, you know, local, local businesses. And so then all the money essentially went to our adoption. Yeah, but yeah, we had a lot of people who who wanted to be a part of it, and yeah, we've we've got some you know lifelong friends now because of you know being involved in that project. Where you know it's, it's just neat to to see how the money came in, and and uh, you know, and and I mean honestly, a, about every penny that we needed, you know, was raised through different fundraising opportunities, and so wow. it's really. It really got cool to see God take, you know, charge of that, you know. <laughs> so you let go and you let him write the story and just watch it unfold. And yeah. it's, it's... Well, and the last thing was, um, so they tell you a certain amount of money. And then because of the conversion rate, you know, it, it may end up being more or less. Well, in our case, it was more. And so <laughs> at, the, at the 11th hour, I'm like writing checks. I'm like, okay, whatever. You know? yeah. And, uh, it was, you know, God provided all, all of it. But, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. So you have you have agreed about agreed upon numbers, but 
their U.S. dollars that are changing their economy. Right. <laughs> well, I'm curious what parts of the world you guys have seen. So you've been to Montana, you've been to China. Where else have you guys? Yeah, so I've been to Southeast Asia um, a, a couple times. Um, I've been to Mexico a couple times. Uh, you haven't really traveled. I haven't traveled too that, much. That much. No. Usually, yeah. if I travel, it's for a specific purpose to go. Yeah. yeah like on a mission trip. And our girls. Um, we have one daughter that's been to Africa. Yes. Uh, one that's and been to Dominican Republic. That's right. Um, yeah. Uh, and Cuba. She went to Cuba. Oh no, she did. She got to Dominican. Did some go to Dominican? It was, I can't remember. It was Cuba. It was, <laughs> it was Cuba. Cuba. It was Cuba. <laughs> I can't remember. And then. Um, of course, I um, I've, well, we've been to Canada and, yeah. and uh, you know. But we've always both had a heart for missions. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I um, I actually signed up for a trip. I was supposed to go to um, to India, and the trip got canceled. Uh, it was the third mission trip to India that year, and there just wasn't enough people. Mm-hmm. And then I signed up for a trip to Ghana. And um, and then Ebola came, oh. and so that got canceled. And I was like, God, what are you trying to tell me in this? You know? Yeah. And um, and then you know the trip to Southeast Asia. I can't I can't mention the country, but yeah. Um, you know it was um, it, you know it was just exactly where God wanted me to be. And um, through through that opportunity, I now you know just have um, just an amazing relationship with the missionaries there and. Um, I've been there twice, and um, yeah, so, I mean, I've been through uh, through a lot of Asian countries, you know, I've been through Taiwan, and Hong Kong, and Japan, and, um, you know, so, around the world. Do you feel like you learn a lot about God's character when you're in somewhere that's not your home? Mm. Like, in a, that's always been a strange concept to me. I haven't traveled a lot. Yeah, so... First time ever going to Mexico, you know, it's like God's everywhere. Yeah. You know, you see it in the way that you know that other people worship. It's it's just so it's so freeing to and how it. I know you've mentioned how it breaks down any language barrier. Absolutely, you know, it just doesn't even matter. Yeah, you know, like you know. there there have been times where I'm like, oh man, I wish I could speak their language mm-hmm. because you feel like you know you would get to know people better or whatever. But God, but he does amazing work even through, you know, the language barrier. And uh, God's character is is just, I mean, just his, his, his omnipresence. Mm-hmm. He's everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, we kind of want to put him in our own little bubble and he's, he's here only in Louisville, you know. But no, I mean, we have brothers and sisters all over the world and, you know, and um, being able to experience, you know, just, just the the fullness of that is just is just something that it just makes us realize just how small we are yeah. you know and compared to him <laughs> and yeah, yeah and what he's doing worldwide yeah he's 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 uh there's a phrase that's always stuck with me is is god is good and you know and I, I i've seen that so play out so many different times through just you know experiences and through conversations through you know just how I feel, you know, God speaking, you know, to me and through and through other people. So, yeah. Man, that's incredible. Well, switching gears a little bit, um, what brought you all to Fern Creek? Uh, what's what's that story, and why why have you decided to stick around? What yeah. about Fern Creek is 
Makes uh-huh. it feel like Let home. me take this one. You start, yes, okay. and then I'll chime in, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the pandemic hit, yeah. and, um, <clears throat> and you know, we're, like a lot of families, just worshiping from home. And, you know, that has challenges. At first, you know, it was fine. We all kind of navigated that. And But as, you know, the time went on, more and more time went on, we noticed that our kids were starting to kind of just disengage a little bit. Yeah. You know, the if we were if we're watching, you know, the worship service from the, from the living room, the recliner was going down for the kids. <laughs> and they were just, you know, kind of zoning out. And I think we started watching it, you know, like nine o'clock live, and then we're like, "Oh, we'll sleep in and watch it recorded." And, yeah, you know, yeah. Love it. And then <laughs> it just, it just over time, it just it was hard. It was just really hard. Yeah. And you know, I'm like, we we need to be, you know, we need to be back into a fellowship. I mean, we just we just do. And so uh, the church that we were going to at the time, they opened up their doors, um, but it it just. I don't know. It just, it just didn't, something was different. You know, I'm not sure if it was us, if it was, um, you know, just the fact that, you know, everybody was kind of, you know, you're this whole six feet apart, just, you know, the distancing Mm -hmm. kind of thing, but just something didn't feel right. And, um, and I, I told Lori many times that, uh, this is a large church we were going to. And, I had told Lori that I'd always kind of, you know, imagined being in a smaller church. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, and so, you know, I kind of pitched the idea to you. I said, would you be willing to, you know, for us to go and, you know, and, and check out, you know, another church? And, and she was a little bit resistant to that. I mean, she, you know, she grew up in, in this other church and, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and her family all goes there, you know, so it was kind of, you know, that was, you know, family's very important to you, of course. And, um, but yeah, I mean, you, you know, you went along with the idea. And... Yeah, I feel like yet again, yeah, it was kind of another one of those crossroads where, yeah, you kind of got to let go and say, okay, God, what are you doing with this? Because it was hard because uh, it was a place where I, it was home. Uh, to me, it was everything I'd ever really known in a church and our children, too, mm-hmm. um, you know, since birth. You know, we'd been at the same place. And so it's, it's hard to let go of what you know, what you're comfortable with. And uh, mm-hmm. where, I mean, you felt like, you know, you were at home before. But, I mean, all I can say now is, I mean, yeah, you just trust. and um, And when God... When God calls you to move, you know, whether it's to Montana, whether he's calling you to go to China, whether he's calling you to go across town to another church, mm-hmm. um, you just got to trust him and uh, follow in faith and know that he's going to provide for your needs and uh, that he has a plan, you know, that's greater than you can imagine. Because without feeling that call, without feeling that you know, the leading from you as our, the head of our family, I would not have, I would not have left, you Mm -hmm. know, I mean, it's got to be a God thing, you know, for him to tell me to move Mm -hmm. because I'm fine. I'm comfortable where I'm at. But, um, so it was kind of a, a submissive thing, you know, as a wife saying, okay, we'll do this, you know, if you think this is right for our family. And I feel like hmm. the kids were kind of that way, too. Yeah, uh, it, was like, re- it was hard for them. Like, yeah. okay, we'll go to this other church, but 
I can't promise we're going to like it. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, we'll go. And so... We, we got like, we when, are, when are we going back to our church? Right. You know, we got that a few times. Uh-huh. And, mm. But uh, yeah, so we, we came to Fern Creek in, in January of this year for the first time. And um, I immediately just like, oh goodness, this is so good. You know, yeah. just, yeah. I mean, I, I, I felt it, but... You know, you, you have to be considerate of your other family members and know mm-hmm. that they're at a different place. And um, and so, I you know, it's a lot of just telling them, let's just let's just give it a shot, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of and bringing so them we, along. We committed to, okay, let's give it a month. Let's yeah. go for a month yeah, and see how good. things are at. And uh, so we did that, and every week we're like, yeah, we liked it. We liked it, you know. Yeah. And uh, but again, I think yeah, the kids were still hesitant, but uh, but we kept coming. I mean, all their friend groups, you know. Were, right. I mean, they they. Well, I mean, COVID. I mean, kind of fractured all of that, you know, for so many of us. Yeah, the kids were no longer seeing their friends at school, no longer seeing friends at church. So well, you know, and I told you, I was longing for this fellowship. I was longing for, you know, community, and like I said, <laughs> the six feet distance thing. I mean, it was a necessary evil, mm-hmm. but, you know, I, I really was missing the fact of just, you know, interacting with, with people. Mm-hmm. And so I come into Fern Creek that first week and Josh Cooper's at the door <laughs> to, to meet me. <laughs> and I, I feel like Josh and I were long, long, you know, long time, you know, friends. I mean, yeah. just, we talked for how long? I probably, oh, I, don't even know. I, I, I didn't make it past the front door. I mean, I, I, was, I know I talked to him for at least 20 minutes straight. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, so good, so good. And then, um, a few weeks after that, Gary and Renee uh, Boshane, they, they asked us to uh, meet up for dinner. Mm. And so we got to do that. And, and of course they're, you know, we're on this whole, you know, um, adoption journey. And so we got to talk to them about that. And just as, as these connections were being made, I mean, it became so clear to us that this was going to be our, you know, our next church home. Yeah. And, um, and Lori's, well, and so there was, there was one week we're like, okay, well, let's (laughs) don't even talk about that. We (laughs) thought, okay, this, is this too good to be true? Because we, we just, we were really loving it here, but we're like, maybe we should try one more church. Well, we had a couple more on the list that we can maybe try. (laughs) Try one more church. It was just a disaster. So we, we. We were in the service for a few minutes. We were like, mm, we need to go back five to minutes. Creek. <laughs> five minutes. I think we were there five minutes and we left. But, uh, yeah. But, no, I mean, a big, yeah, it's pretty funny. But um, a big, um, I guess, you know, as we were going through this, you know, we had our kids to think about. But we also had, you know, Lori's family. Lori's always been re- very close to her family, uh, you know, all gone to church together. And, um, and so we, we weren't sure what that would look like. And her mom and dad, they were, uh, well, so her brother, um, he actually started going to a different church as well. Mm-hmm. And her mom and dad were kind of in the middle and they were going, you know, to, mm-hmm. to her brother's, you know, church and to here. And, um, and so, um, her mom and dad ended up, you know, deciding to make this their home and, um, and so that, that was, the, that was just really important, you yeah. know, to, to have them, you know, with us. And, um, I mean, that was the reason we moved back to Kentucky, That's you know, right. to be mm-hmm. with family. So, yeah, man, I'm so glad you guys are here. And, um, I think it's really cool that God used you immediately. Like as soon as you, you got here to speak into Gary and Renee's yeah. adoption, I think that. 
that's awesome. And uh, yeah, I, it was your first Sunday. I remember looking out and seeing. You know, we take up all row. row. The whole, the whole yeah, row. Yeah. yeah, you can't really sneak in unnoticed. <laughs> but also, and I just, tell you that that has been really special for me. The one you know positive out of COVID that that has been you know something that I really don't take for granted is the fact that now my whole family worships together. You know, at the at the other church that we were at, you know, you know, the kids would just all go different ways, right? You know, mm-hmm. and, and our younger kids still go to children's programming here, but, you know, our older children, you know, they're in the pew with us. And it's just, there's something special about yeah. seeing, you know, seeing them make their faith their own, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of being there with them and... Uh, you know. And I know that all of us, our faith has grown this past year. Oh, man. I mean, every every and, week, it's just, yeah, I'm like, he's speaking to me, you know, whoever's speaking. <laughs> if it's you or whoever, you know, it's just like they're speaking to me. And as and as people that, you know, we've grown up in the church, we've yeah. heard many, many sermons, you know, over the years, but God continues, you know, um, to use his word to, to uh, speak to us and yeah. to grow us and... And I know that we really appreciate Craig and how he brings things out of the scripture that opens our eyes every week and uh, draws us in even more mm-hmm. and yeah, gets us planted in the word. So it's it's been amazing. Yeah, and early on we joined a life group and and it was good. You know that was that's really refreshing. Again, looking for community, right? And. Uh, and so to get to know people here, you know, to be able to put a face and a name together, it just makes this place, you know, feel smaller, you know, feel more like home. And, um, yeah, I mean, we've just learned through so much through all of those different avenues. And, and Lori, I know she, like, listens in to all your, you know, all your <laughs> worship events that you do. You know, I just, you know, that's her happy place. I mean, yeah. she, she, you know, she... Love. I mean, I love to worship, but there's something I don't know just really draws you in it about really that, does, yeah. and um, and just to kind of see her meditating, you know, on a lot of the worship music that you present, and uh, it's just been really neat to kind of just see how we are growing, you know, through all this. More than a lot of people, you know, because of COVID and stuff, are kind of shrinking back. I mean, I feel like we are we're you know moving forward, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, you know, I had a hard time. When I first came here, just in my mind of coming from a larger church um, where, you know, budgets look different, equipment looks different, technology looks different, and coming here and you feel, you, you realize that like all, how ministry was done in your head was connected to all these, I call them fancy things, but like if it's, if it's not big, it's not ministry mm-hmm. kind of idea. But man, God is, since I've been at Fern Creek, God has really spoken to me like it doesn't have to be big for me to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Now, some of our events, like you'll see Wednesday, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. There's going to be <laughs> thousands of people in this parking lot. And we'll you, be here. Yeah, <laughs> we, I, mean, I, mean, we've, I mean, we've done a lot of events in these last, you know, what, nine months? Yeah. Ten months. Um and um, 
I don't know that they just always seem so well done. I mean, all you know, the children's programming is just. I, I think that is just so neat. We we just love how Fern Creek is so involved in the community. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the baby box. I mean, they're they're we went around collecting trash. I mean, just there's it's just like it's a natural part. Of, feed the football team. Yeah, feed the yeah, football. Yeah, all that things. stuff. It's just kind of the natural extension of this church. You know, it's like people really want to, you know, to be involved. Well, like the um, basically paying for people's laundry and right. you know at the laundromat and I mean, all all those kinds of things. It's just kind of like what's next. You know, you get so <laughs> you get so fired up to go do go do you know life with other people you know you're on a mission together right and, and it's uh, not always traveling around the world it doesn't, it's just it walking doesn't, down the street it just you know? doesn't feel forced yeah you know it just feels natural and and at times uh you know i can't say that about past experiences i mean it's like i kind of feel like you know i was kind of like do i really want to go do this you know i've got other mm-hmm. things going on but here it's just like no sign me up you know yeah. i want to i want to be a part of it so that's awesome. Well, I'm <clears throat> very thankful you guys are willing to come in here and record an episode. And I think this is going to bless a lot of people. So thanks for being here on uh, Meet Fern Creek. Thank you. Um, I hope I hope everybody in our congregation gets to meet you two at some point. Because it'll change their life, I'm telling you. Thanks, thanks man. <laughs> Well, thanks for and listening. And all the seven children too. They're oh not, yeah, they're not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for listening, church. Grace, peace. See you on Sunday. Well, thanks for listening to our show, Meet Fern Creek. Want to encourage you to download our Fern Creek Christian Church app today. Available on the App Store and on Google Play. You can worship with us this Sunday at eight forty-five, ten, or eleven fifteen. See you there.